0: Coffee Sketch Podcast is our take on the intersection of old tech and new tech, the space between the traditional practice of the hand-drawn sketch that has been performed by architects and designers for centuries, and the modern-day use of the hashtag as a representation of a sentiment or movement. Each week, we plan to deliver a new pod about our ideas, sketches, and what's going on in our daily lives as we pursue our love of architecture, design, and sharing this knowledge with the next generation. I'm Kurt, and I'm in Flint.
1: And I'm Jamie, and I'm in Austin. Hey, Jamie. Howdy, Kurt. Going? How are you? Slurp, 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 slurp. Slurp, slurp, slurp. slurp. That's the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Got to hear the animals in the background.
0: <clears throat> Actually, Just I, to know I, we're I, genuine. I was, genuine and authentic right here. You know, authenticism. Authenticity. Yeah. authenticism.
1: You were doing so well with the vocab I, words earlier. I had spelling
0: and yeah. vocab, and now I have nothing. none of those things. Man, dark Christmas I been, specials. I have been thirsty yeah. lately. You know, so last night, <clears throat> before we talk about coffee or other things, there was that. So I'm I'm drinking out of my my favorite market tap stainless steel cup. So I was at the market tap last night because they had a stouts with Santa okay. event. Only one Santa. I mean, there is only one—the one and only. Santa. Right. Yeah, there is only one Santa yeah. Claus. Busy. Uh, he happens to live a few doors over from me. Okay.
1: <laughs> and enjoys apparently his stout.
0: Yes, he did. He did, and I did too. I had maybe one stout too many. Mm. They were very strong stouts. This this year. well this year. Typically, the stout Imperial. does do that imperial yeah. stouts were like 12% oh in some in some cases goodness yeah i didn't have i didn't have too much but it's hard to you you got to say no when they when they get to the 12% you got to just kind of politely pass you could always get flights too small small pours anyway you're you're like, Santa... like,
1: let me let me explain the menu last night
0: we don't need to get into all the detail but oh i gotta set up the uh, the little uh, just a little a little update or do you want to talk about coffee get get that update going and then go into
1: yeah i think this is the short episode this is the 140 so we're just going to go from coffee to sketch
0: but stay tuned folks with one piece in between Right. What piece
1: are you talking about?
0: You know the 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 final reviews. I thought that, that was okay. To... I thought we. I thought that was.
1: I thought that was the one forty one like penultimate penultimate. I'm trying to use my vocab words. Penultimate like year in review episode.
0: Oh, 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 oh. oh okay. okay. Well, we'll leave it. So then we'll yeah. just do. Yeah, we'll just. I'll. I'll <laughs> I mean, we do this on the fly, people, to so keep this keep this moving.
1: See, this is what happens when you break one episode into two, and you're like, "I've got this great idea," and and then Kurt had a whole plan for 140, and I threw a wrench in it. So I am totally well, to uh, blame.
0: I could, have, I could have in not paying, know, attention paying attention. No. when we no, were honestly, setting those two things. Up. It was me. It was me. It was totally me. So I appreciate your your honesty. Well,
1: because I wanted to slip this one sketch in, because it's one that we that I did do that is super special to me, and I I wanted to get it in this season. But we will get to it in a moment because I do want to know what the coffee du jour is. See, see, there's there's that French Canadian that I'm not in there. Hey,
0: hey, hey. maple syrup. mm Hmm. Sure? Well, I have I I had to get the bag because. I actually had to write the name myself. What oh, was that? Yeah, there was a. You have to do the work. What? <laughs> I had to fill it myself, and then write it. But there, it was bulk bulk coffee at the little uh, sort of I don't know what you would call that that kind of a small grocer here in in town, and they they carried it in bulk and I, I i believe it's i i forget where where they do the roasting but <clears throat> it's called birds of paradise and it's a medium to medium dark it's not it's not bad it's pretty it's pretty mellow it's a nice medium roast in in our case cuz i ran out i ran out of the damn fine from rootless and it was a, an off day so i had to you know an off day for, for buying more. So I had to go back up plan,
1: go off and find some. Yeah, no, that's good. Thought, well, that's exciting. I mean, like, I wasn't sure where you were headed and I didn't know there were props involved tonight. So
0: props. props. Well, yeah, I needed, I, need... <laughs> I wasn't going to remember the name if I, if I didn't bring it, bring it. To Fair, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So how about, how about you? So I,
1: similar to you, have have gone to an old standard, but sort of surprise because I needed some different coffee. So I actually ordered some recently because they are nice about delivery and it is the little city folk. Grackle? No, I did not go grackle, Mm. though I might've bought a grackle and I just haven't opened Mm. the grackle yet, but I did get one of their micro lots. So they, they have some sort of special, it's, it's sort of like seasonal, but It's just, they just don't have a whole lot of it. So they call them micro lots, but it's their Brazil sitio. And it's, it, I'm not pronouncing that correctly, folks. We've, Kurt and I have discussed many a time on this podcast, Jamie's inability to pronounce things correctly, much less spell them. So, but what drew me to it was the flavor notes that, that they have, and they're really good about theirs and they're usually really accurate were ones that I just was like, that just sounds amazingly different. And I just, I had to try it. So it's caramel orange, which I like, mm. like both of those were right there. Sweet corn. Okay. And then Jasmine.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: And so it, it's a, it's a, it, it does. It really has sort of a, a floral aspect to it. And you know the the caramel and orange really kind of work work against one another yeah like in, in a nice way um because I think unlike that Starbucks blend that I got that one time during the holidays the the gingerbread <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking like
0: it just, we all make we all make mistakes I made a mistake <laughs> I, I did
1: and I and I do I do I do enjoy the Starbucks quite a bit but yeah, that was a mistake. So this, very good. I I really enjoyed it.
0: It sounds really good. I'm kind of kind of jealous. So, you talking I mean, about care packages again? Uh, that, well, is that, is that, is that I summer? think no. Well, Maybe. well, I mean, I know yeah. where I know where to get it. I know where to. Okay, to, okay. I can yeah. order it myself. But I like that. It sounds it's some nice flavors. I I don't remember the exact flavor notes in this one, but, you know, I was, I was, I was kind of torn between two choices. This, this Birds of Paradise, which was a, you know, this medium roast, it it might have a citrus in there. And then there was another one that was a French, sort of a French Italian roast or something like, it was like. No, that's, it sounds like too uh-huh. much, but it was like French and something. And I was like, well, it's, it, I think it was going to be too generic. So I went with this one. So yeah. anyway, and you're pleased. Oh, keep, yeah. Yeah. Good. It's, 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 it's mild. It's mellow. It's like very all subtle. So yeah. Not, you know, not too com- too much. Yeah.
1: This, that. this one is complex, but it's also a light roast. So like, I, and I'm okay with that. I think if it was, if it was darker, I don't know i mean I, I typically like a darker roast anyways but th- but with those kinds of notes i think the jasmine sort of like really brightens it a lot so yeah i i you know sometimes you got to mix
0: it up no no complaints from me on that one <laughs> so should we go right to the sketch then let's go to the sketch and then and then, and then yeah kind of there's the reveal Woo! the sketch love this sketch yeah i actually <sighs> When I saw you, when I saw you post this sketch, because um, the, the, so this is the Pantheon in Rome. Not, you know, something that, something that Jamie has sketched uh, many times before. And oops. Not to
1: be confused with the Parthenon or the Parthenon in Nashville.
0: <laughs> the, yeah. Have you been to the Nashville Parthenon? Yes. Really? I don't think I... I have not, I don't know. Not, not. I've not
1: been to the original Parthenon, but I've been to the one in Nashville.
0: No. So, well, I do remember, I mean, well, yeah, while you bring that up, I do remember as a student learning about the Pantheon and the Parthenon and, and the tongue twister that exists between the two names and, and often confusing the two. But once you go visit the Pantheon, you will never confuse the two. Yeah. Experiencing the dome where the sketches is, is made with the open oculus to the sky where where you have rain. I actually was there two times and one time it was a little rainy and we had a little water coming through the, which is super cool. And, Not easy to draw. <clears throat> no, but I think you nailed it. But you were there too with, with rain, right? Yeah. 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 One time. Yeah. Which is, Uh, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, it it is. I mean, arguably my favorite building. And I think because there are, I mean, there are spaces that feel magical. You know, there are, there are spaces that, you know, sort of defy logic. You know, I've been in Hagia Sophia in Istanbul, Mm. which, You know, similar kind of feeling of awe. You know, where you're just, it's just it's it's just a, a marvel of space and construction and design. But you know, to be in this particular space, whether it's raining or not, is is just pretty amazing. And then when you realize how old it is, and just the and and you know, for for those who haven't had you know the opportunity yet to to visit it in Rome, it's it's just nestled within the city. You know, within the fabric so much. You know, that's mm-hmm. you know the piazza in front. You know, the the place to get your cappuccino across the, across the square or your beer or whatever. You know, and linger a while. These kinds of spaces are just amazing. And um, yeah, I, I could draw this building, you know, umpteen times. And 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 either and a never get it right, <laughs> but but enjoy every every time that I do it. And, and, and in this particular case was, was probably the first time I think I've ever tried to sketch it with, with rain and trying to capture that, those kinds of moments. But um, yeah, I, I think it's just something that it was, you know, it's thought provoking from a design perspective for me to think about a building, even in today's standards where you allow the elements to get inside with so much ornament and, you know, amazing finishes and so many people and, you know, in the middle of a city and all that, all that stuff. It's just, it's it's really hard to imagine today allowing something that to occur and, and then to consider how old it is, is, um, you know, equally amazing.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it, well, you yeah, know, the Romans invented concrete and that concrete building hasn't crumbled in hundreds of years and, and the Oculus, well, I mean, we've talked about it before, you know, I probably bring it up every time, but the, uh, the axis Mundi, right. The connection to God right through, which is the Z axis. I think it, it was like beat into our heads as students, you know, like understanding Cartesian or three-dimensional space, right. You know, X, Y, and Z being the vertical dimension. And I guess the easy examples are using domes and spires and things like that, that sort of rip physically obvious, you know, moving in the, the upward, you know, the Z direction. And I mean, only to bring, just to bring up the fact that, I, again, you know, too, like the, the, the dome of the Pantheon is like the the spring line is kind of like close to the ground plane or the floor plane which is most domes are like it's starts much up much higher so the 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 top the crown of the dome is much closer to you in in the pantheon than than say saint peter's or or the domo in florence and
1: but it is and it, but the building and the space is spherical and mm-hmm. and i think that that's sort of different it's it isn't an elongated dome yeah it's not um, the egg, egg shape yeah, it's, or ovoid right. or whatever and and i think maybe the reason why this sort of came to mind when it did was yes folks i did go to the sphere in vegas and shortly thereafter you know did did this sketch actually did this sketch in advance of going to the sphere, but it, it, it's been on my mind sort of the parallels between the two spaces and ironically, or maybe not, maybe it was purposeful was um, this sketch really shows all the interior coffers mm-hmm. and sort of how that, that coffered dome really does sort of, you know, force your eye upward as well as makes that sort of sense of eye movement in a sketch that we talk about so much. Where there's sort of you know visual activity that your eye kind of you know dances around the drawing, and when I did go to see you two at the Sphere, I think the thing that was sort of remarkable was in the pre-show, right before the band hits the stage, mm-hmm. um, and you know the the you're you're walking into the space, and the dome isn't dark, you know the sphere isn't dark when you know it's not just sort of blank like like a movie theater like blank screen you know or mm-hmm. whatever. It's it, when you walk into the space, or at least when you did, you know, for for this, you know, for this segment of the performance with with you two, it they have set the sphere to basically mimic a coffered situation with an Oculus, <laughs> just like the Pantheon. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's um, cool. And I that. and so you know, and and as you're and as you're looking up, like you can almost you know, and, you know, there's, I've seen it on, on social media where someone, I didn't notice it when I was there, but someone had sort of taken a still shot and said, look, you can see a bird, you know, and it's because it really is sort of a situation where, you know, it is remarkable on the inside of the sphere, the resolution of the screens, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, change in perspective that it really provides you in that kind of environment and it does sort of create that sense of wonder and and i think that you know as i talk about awe-inspiring you know experience of going to the pantheon certainly the sphere you know as a as a modern marvel you know really kind of you know ties that back for me
0: yeah that's it that's kind of a fun comparison anecdote with the (laughs) sort of paint it or, you know, render it to look like a, the, the, coffered, uh, Pantheon interior. The, the other thing, the only other thing about the sketch that we could probably leave on, or, you know, kind of tie this, tie this up in just to be a quick, a quick episode and fun, a fun, you know, sort of catch up on, on a classic is the way you rendered the edge or the, or how you, faded the drawing out to the paper at the peripheral. So the perimeter of the sketch. So you have detail sort of very focal in the center of the sketch itself, which is near the crease of your sketchbook. There's the most intense, you know, pen uh, and hatch. And then as you got to the edge, it's sort of like in SketchUp, it's kind of, they use the, it's called like the fog overlay or you know this sort of like misty fuzzy edge and the point i'm bringing up is that i noticed a lot of my students renderings their computer made renderings they you know they implement try to implement this sort of like vignetting or foggy misty edge to their renderings and it's just kind of interesting to me i don't in your sketch it to me it it I mean, as the style of the sketch, right, where you're not really finishing every single line and it's a short sketch. But when it comes to a rendering that is usually generated after tons and tons of modeling, you know, hours and hours of computer modeling, and then they're kind of like overlaying this fog to like remove detail. It doesn't, it didn't always work in, in my student's case. And I'm not trying to knock, you know, because it's a hard thing to pull off, but it's just interesting. The theme of, or not the theme, but the intention to try and, and replicate some of these hand-drawn techniques in the computer. And that's something maybe, you know, in the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about school, but, you know, we can talk about that. Well, I mean,
1: you know, again, it's not AI. It's not, you know, it you know, we are talking about techniques, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, as we're having this podcast you know, hitting our hundred and fortieth episode, um, where, you know, ironically, you know, or not so, Kurt had an idea a million years ago for us to do a podcast about drawings that you can't see and that we're only going to talk about. And, you know, in, in doing that, it's it's almost like a prompt. Right. For AI. And where, you know, we're, we're talking about them in reverse. So, like, I've done the drawing and now we're talking about it. But to your point, you know, there there is a consciousness about a sketch like this where I knew that it is a forced perspective. You know, it's a one point perspective, but at the same time to do a one point perspective on a spherical space. Sp- Spherical space—that's hard to say. You know where you are trying to emphasize that z-axis that you talked about. The I think the only way to really capture it and and to give it that magic, for lack of a better term, is to really blur those edges. And the only way to do that, in my mind, was to really emphasize the focal point, the horizon, and then work detail immediately from that, almost like a cone. So your cone of vision of detail is all through that space. And you can imagine that sort of coming back at you and, and the detail and what the way I implemented that as a technique here is it's a pencil drawing to start off with and Mm -hmm. a very light pencil drawing, the shade and shadow is added to give it more depth and texture and detail purposely not trying to do too many lines in pencil. And then all the line work is actually done in ink. And so the line work it, and where it's added to the drawing is really trying to emphasize that conical vision that Kurt's picking up on with the perspective. And that what that inadvertently does is all the areas where there isn't pen and it's just more sort of saturated graphite on the page is it does sort of feel foggy around Mm -hmm. these edges and it it it, i have tried to do this kind of technique in the past but not with this particular building so this is the first time i've done it with the pantheon and i think it's actually been pretty successful
0: oh yeah oh yeah i'm glad you because this sketch came out a couple weeks ago and we almost missed it we moved past it so quickly and so you reminded me to circle back so well anyway, so thanks thanks Jamie. Beautiful sketch. As as always and and also with you know the the favorite the favorite of the show the, the Pantheon. So Thanks Kurt Thank you for listening. We both hope that you enjoyed this episode of Coffee Sketch Podcast. Our theme music is provided by my brother who goes by at Cold Fashioned on Instagram and Twitter. Our podcast is hosted at coffeesketch.buzzsprout.com find more show notes and information from this episode and finally if you like what you heard please rate us on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you.